waiting for Father Derek. I'm just waiting here by myself. I don't know where he is. I might have to podcast on my own or talk to myself. Stop being so dramatic. He's not respectful of my time. And there's still popcorn on the ground, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Father Tim eating popcorn like an animal. father more than you have you'd be nicer to me uh yeah it was just it was a really good holy hour so we do that every day and i I don't know if many of you have heard of that term before holy hour um yeah so if you uh we're we're just going to talk about the holy hour a little bit but uh if you want a little background and you haven't listened to day five um listen to day five before you listen to this one by the way isn't that crazy we talked about the Holy Hour in Anawang on day five. That's this right. is day 73. Day 73, day 74 of the podcast. It's been way, I think it's, we're in day what? Almost 100 now of quarantine? Maybe 90? No, no, no. Anyway, so like how's a, your Holy Hour? How's my Holy Hour? What I was praying with during the Holy Hour was yeah. the goodness of God. I was trying to trust in the goodness of God more. Yeah. So I was reading uh, The Prodigal Son. Hmm. and just trying to stay with the part where the father sees his son at a distance, runs to him, embraces and kisses him, yeah. filled with compassion. When did you start doing a holy hour? Uh, 2006. Wow. It was part of Focus training. Mm-hmm. All the missionaries were expected to pray a holy hour, go to Mass every day. How about you? Seminary? Before that? Yeah, seminary. Before that, I tried. Like in college, I would do it with some friends, but it wasn't consistent. I had the great, and I don't know if I would be so committed to it as I am today, but I had the great privilege of being taught how to do the holy hour, mm-hmm. you know? Like now when we're in quarantine, it, it can really help to maybe not spend a whole hour, but just give an hour, give as much as you can an amount of time to the Lord. I think a couple of weeks ago you gave a homily where you talked about it was I don't remember maybe it wasn't a homily but you're awesome and you were saying how you should be changing if your schedule doesn't change in the week to make room for God then you aren't really being a disciple. Did I say that? Yeah, that I think that's very, awesome. Sounds very critical. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it's just a, it's a great it's a great thing to reflect on. Is am I am I making room for God in my week? Yeah. Like so, for example, um, two of my friends who are married, uh, they they desire to pray a holy hour every day, hmm. but they their parents they have like they have two young kids who are little really little and it's not it's just it can't happen it's not possible but they spend like fifteen minutes thirty minutes whatever it might be. Just print, you know, giving that time, what they can to the Lord, letting their schedule change, letting their calendar change, yeah, for Him. So I guess it's a disclaimer that you know, depending on your state in life, yes, if you're, you know, sister, priest, 
monk, the Pope, you, you know, that's something that we are able to do is to spend an hour with the Lord. Yeah, for us. For us, yeah. But I think, um, yeah, you kind of have to hear the call of God. What is God asking you? How is he asking you to pray? Because for some people, yeah, they got a bunch of kids or it's just very hard for them. But even for them, I would say that they have to be even more intentional about their prayer. Yeah. And so I like the axiom, you know, don't pray, don't, don't center. What is that? Don't eat yellow snow. That's a good one. Very valuable. Yeah. Um, But more important, no, don't plan your prayer around your day. Around your day, yeah. Plan your day around your prayer. Yeah, I like like, that. It's like putting in that jar, you know. Have you seen that experiment where you put the big things in it first and then the smaller and smaller things so that you can fit more into it? Yeah, yeah. So prayer's got to be like the big rock that you put in there mm-hmm. so that everything else settles around that. Yeah. Every Lent, I don't remember which gospel it is because I'm not smart, but Jesus says, um, like, when you fast, when you pray, when you give alms, do these things. You know, he talks about that. But I love the fact that he says, when you pray and not if you pray. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's important, for, especially for us Christians, to know that Jesus isn't saying, like, okay, if you have the time, do a little prayer. Yeah. This is when. When you pray. You know, when you pray daily. I was going to bring up Matthew Kelly, his book, Four Signs of a Dynamic Catholic. Ooh. One of your favorites. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he's, he makes the point that everybody prays. Yeah. He even goes as far as to say that even atheists pray. You might have heard like, uh, there are no atheists in foxholes. Yeah. So everybody prays, but like a dynamic Catholic, like a committed Christian or disciple of our Lord is one who, who has set aside like particular amount of time, like committed themselves to a prayer period. That's, that's the sign of a really dynamic Catholic. I think that's, if there's like one, yeah, takeaway, that's it, is to make time. Yeah. Make the time, set the time for prayer. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll fall away from you. Yeah. I kind of want to throw two of our parishioners under the bus in a good way, but Paul and Kate Santucci, they're yeah. an awesome family. <laughs> they're great. They, yeah. uh, they created a prayer space underneath the stairs of their basement. Okay. So they this it's a prayer space and all the kids know that this is where they go to pray. Yeah. And this is where they go to have their time with Jesus. Um, and I, I just think that's awesome. That is really cool. So like if I had any suggestion, it would be create a space, no matter how small, no matter how big, a, a chapel or a place to that you pray at. That you go and your kids know, oh, that mom's praying or dad's praying. And that's that's your space to be able to... Be with the Lord. Yeah, that's extremely helpful for people because we're like tangible, you know. Yeah. We're, we're affected by physical objects. So to create a place that is holy in a way, you know, maybe there are icons or yep. a crucifix or just a place that's set apart. I it's, think because it is, you should pray in your room. You should be able to pray everywhere in your house. But like to, to enter there. into it into something deeper. And what a great example for the kids as well, because then they might start going there. Like if they're having an issue or something, oh, I'm just I'm gonna go to that prayer space. Pillow family, pillows dropped off a ton of muffins. Yeah, shout out to the pillow family. Muffins Thank are you. like cake. This is basically cake. Like, what's the difference between breakfast and dessert? Uh. 
the time of day you eat. Yeah. So a cake is what you eat at night. At night. A, a muffin is a cake you eat in the morning. In the morning. There you go. And a donut is a cake that is fried. Basically, yeah. That you eat in the morning. Anytime. Or anytime. Which you've seen me do. But yeah, do shout donuts. out to the pillows. Um, so, goodbye. Okay. <laughs> Mary C's Quarantined is a Mary C's of Wisdom dynamic original podcast.